Welcome to the Jobopreneur Podcast. This is Easy Money Drew. Please like, subscribe, forward, share, all of the above because this is purpose-driven. While I find my personal legend, I want to help you find yours. Anyhow, let's get to it. But first, like, subscribe, share, follow, forward, all of the above for all of the social medias. Holla at your boy. Welcome to the podcast. All right, y'all. We're going live with another Job of Pudor podcast live interview with my boy Gerard Gave. He should be on any minute. And he has some game to drop as he shares his story as a Job of Pudor. Something new. Stop. Drop. Shut them down. And yes, I'm in the car. I'm in between um, some some grinding. Some We had church, and then I had to go take care of one of Cherie's buildings for her before we celebrate our oldest child's birthday. She is 17 as of three days ago. 17. The youngest is three. Um, just in any minute, Gerard should be on, y'all. And we about to get into it. Gerard is a marketing expert. He actually is from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I grew up with him. He had a kind of regular nine to five making good money at the shipyard. Then he had an injury that put him out of work for a little bit. And when that happened, you know, he had a choice to make. Do I just try to get by or do I build something for me and my family? And what he did was he started a marketing agency. Uh, so I'm excited. I actually, I've been, my team has been stalking Gerard for a minute to try to get him on. So I'm really excited for this interview. Um, and just looking forward to the gems that I know he's going to drop because Gerard always got gems for days. Boom. Right to it. This is the job of Panor podcast. I think this is like episode maybe 40. I think we're close to 40 episodes. Gerard. Oh man. Look at the beer, bro. Okay. <laughs> What's up, Drew? Look, How you I ain't seen you in a minute. I ain't know you was gonna come with the beard. Look, I need to, I need to step my beard game up. <laughs> How you doing, man? I know it's been a minute, man. Ever since I had the baby, uh, life has changed. You already hold know. on, hold on, Gerard. It's impossible for you to have a baby. So, what do you mean you had a baby? Is this like a new thing? Like guys can have babies? We had the baby. There, there we go. There we go. Let me stop telling bad dad jokes. All right, so, <laughs> so, um. Bro, like, let, let's get right into it, because I want to respect your time. But first, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, health is wealth, as usual, right? Um, enjoying time with the family. Um, my new uh, my girl dad, and I appreciate how you welcomed me to the club. So, yeah, man, things change. Things definitely change when you have a girl. Um, a lot of times, the phrase that I say is, not my daughter. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> not my daughter, not my daughter. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm appreciating. I'm loving it. Um, everything's going good. How about you, man? I'm good, bro. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be stressed as an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm learning. I'm growing. Uh, every day is different, but, um, it's all about progress. Um, I was just saying before you jumped on, uh, our oldest, you know, I'm a girl dad times five. Our yeah. oldest just turned 17, uh, oh, wow. three days ago. So today we're doing her, her birthday celebration since it was during the middle of the week. Um, so after I get done interviewing you, I'm going home to chicken wings, fries, and uh, Ore uh, Oreo cake. Oh, I, I, she loves Oreos, so 
Oreo hey, cake. Okay. All right, so look, let's get straight into the podcast. My format is I introduce uh, my, my uh, guest, which I already did before you jumped on. Um, then I give the definition of a jobapreneur. And after I give the definition of a jobapreneur, we go into your story. After your story, um, I ask you what your definition of a jobapreneur is. So m my definition of a jobapreneur is anyone who makes moves in and outside of their active income space in order to build generational wealth for their family. That being said, I'm going to turn it over to you, Gerard. Tell us who you are, what you do, how you're great at marketing, um, anything else that you want to talk about as a business owner, family man, entrepreneur in general. Let's go. First of all, thanks for having me, man. And sorry I made it so difficult for your people, man. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Look, it's my fault because uh, I'm sure a simple text from me probably would have gotten a better response than a virtual assistant uh, stalking you uh, for, for weeks. But it's cool. I mean, but that's part of the reason you're setting up your businesses, right? So you, you need help from people to set things up. And that's something that I grew a lot better when I first got started. So I feel like you starting off on a good foot by putting systems and processes in place. But uh, yeah, appreciate you too, man. And, I, and, I, and I'll say this, man, and black men don't say this enough. I love you and I miss you. So we definitely I love you too, brother. Hey, we got to get to the gym and, and, um, and get some shots up. I'm finally feeling better. The whole house was sick for like a week and a half. I'm finally feeling better, so we got we got to get those shots up. Uh, maybe next weekend if you're available. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Like uh, I should be, man. I was actually gonna go after we played after this, but um, you know, sometimes you wear shoes and they're and they're not tight, and then all of a sudden your foot swollen. So that's what's yep. Had to be responsible, you know. Can we drop my door and whatnot? But um, <laughs> from, you know, there's so many places to start, man. Um, first of all, is I like the definition of a jobpreneur. Because in all honesty, before I became a full entrepreneur, <clears throat> I was a jobpreneur. I just didn't know that that's what I was, right? But I was always looking for different things that I can do in order to make more money. Um, yeah. Where I was, other than just working overtime for a few years, I worked at Newport New Shipbuilding. I went to the apprentice school and all that. And going to work and just working extra hours was just the easiest way of making money. Yep. Didn't have the you know, all the information we have today, you know, not just with social media, period, but with the, the people who are out here teaching us things yep. and, you know, those people weren't as available back then. So, and I didn't have the, the best money habits. Not that they were bad, but the way I grew up, my parents, everybody thinks their way of dealing with money is right until you find someone who actually knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Bars. Yeah. I, That's I, a bar. Yeah. So I could have done way better with my money had I known, um, but I didn't. So, you know, you live and you learn, you can't change back time. So, um, you know, grateful to have people like you who are out here who have been in that space, you know, and have left successful positions to create your own success because you know your worth. Um, so I always appreciate and admire that about you. Yeah. All right. So look, we still got to go into your full backstory. So you went to this apprentice program. Now let's talk about how you uh, went through that program. First, the mindset was, hey, I want to make more money. So, you know, overtime, which is the standard mindset in general. And I, I want to say of the black community, but really, I don't think it's a black community thing as much as a um, a middle class to lower middle class community. The upper middle class community kind of sort of gets it. They dabble in things. But when it comes to middle class, lower middle class and poor, we think, and this is the way I was raised as well. Hey, I want to earn more. I need to go work more, either overtime or a second job or, you know, a side hustle that basically I work myself. Um, that's the reality of that mindset. So take us through working at Newport News uh, uh, Shipyard and how uh, you kind of evolved, both from a working standpoint and from circumstances that kind of helped you uh, or maybe forced you to evolve even faster into who you are now. 
For sure, for sure, man. Like you said, we grew up kind of similar. I mean, you saw what I, my dad had me doing since I was like 11 or 12. So um, hard work, hard work. And then getting to the ship, that hard work was easy. And then yep. more time available to make more money. So that, that just made sense, right? Like, you know, if I knew what we knew now, which obviously I didn't, there was a reason why I could have been way set up and I had to do anything, but it is what it is. I'm glad I learned those experiences. So shipyard gave me a good mindset. I mean, really was get in there, make more money than what most people are making without having to go to school. And all honesty, I never liked school. I always got A's and B's, but it was simply out of not getting my ass whipped by my parents and not <laughs> Bro. out of trouble. Hold on. Say that one more time, Gerard, because my, both my brothers didn't get that. They always got their ass whooped. I avoided it. All I did was get good grades. It wasn't hard. It wasn't hard, man. Like, honestly, that's what I, I was laughing to my mom about that earlier because she, she's watching my daughter tonight. Um, and I was like, you know, a lot of my initiative comes from not getting my ass whooped. Like, <laughs> I got tired of getting hit. And I was like, so what can I do? Oh, I just got to do this thing. And then especially with my brother and my, and, and my sister, they, you know, they weren't thinking the way I was thinking. So yep. it did stand out and I got better grades than they did. So, you know. I still got my ass whooped, but not as much, you know. Uh, so, you know, so basically went to the shipyard, hard work, whatever, made supervisor. It was all great. Was making more yeah. money. Politics kind of pushed me out of that position. And um, honestly, I didn't know how to handle that because I was, I'm not going to say I was the best, right? Because there was guys that taught me that I knew that were better at their job than I was. Yeah. Felt like I was, you know, honestly, like on some Jada Kiss shit. I was top five in there, in my opinion. Come on. Come on. And I knew the guys who I felt were better than me and I was learning from them. And because I didn't play politics, I didn't understand corporate culture, even though we were kind of blue collar work, I just kept getting the short end of the stick and it was hard to deal with. And um, eventually I decided to leave Newport News and go to Norfolk Naval. And when I got there, I was just in shock, man. Like the things that they taught us at Newport News and how you're supposed to do things was right. And I went over there to where the government's actually working and they do like hardly none of it. And it just made me wow. You know, integrity is big for me and honesty and to go over there and know that we're not doing things the right way and I'm associated with it, it really kind of messed with me. And I remember looking in the sky one day and was like, man, I can't do this the rest of my life because I never had no intentions of not leaving the shipyard, you know, um, but, you know, having businesses on the side, I guess it was kind of like a, hmm, I don't, well, I guess that's kind of contradictory. I always thought I would leave eventually, but I didn't know when. That's why I was doing all yeah. this. I remember... I can't remember how much time passed because I was like doing this, right? Yeah, like talking to God. Like, look, yeah. I'm for it. Yeah. Because I was about to choke one of these dudes out, man. Because he, Ooh. yeah, he was like, uh, and I'm not violent, but he was just like, oh, we, we keep making you work because if you don't, you'll go to sleep. And I'm like, what? So everybody else going to sit around and watch me work. And, wow. You know, so uh, not too long after that, man, I want to say it was a month or two, I got hit by 18 wheel truck um, living in Newport News. It was crazy. It was like May 15th, 2012. And, um, yeah, that changed everything. I went to work for a month. Or oh, Gerard, huh? you said that you said that way too calm. I got hit by an 18 wheeler truck, bro. You like you basically almost lost your life. Come on, bro. You can't just be like, yeah, you know, and um, I just got got hit by an 18 wheeler truck. And then anyways, at work. Nah, dog. What? Everything happens to you, I mean, for you, I feel like, man. And, it, and it's hard because some people, like, there's people out in the world that are starving, X, Y, and Z. Um, I can't control that. I just feel like we are in control of our own destinies. And some situations I'm born into, like, I was born into a situation where I had to change my mindset about hard work and, and, and things like that, right? So, um, yeah, it was rough, man. Like, I guess the details of that, I was taking my son to school. 
a truck came off the highway and he had a light and he didn't he decided not to wait and he hit me and we almost flipped all the way over and Damn. um we didn't so um, that worked out really well my son was okay i ended up having a back surgery a hip surgery and it made it where i couldn't go to work and they didn't have work for me and i couldn't really go get another job because physically it wasn't you know it wasn't smart plus i probably would risk further damage and you know i ended yeah. up losing my closure filed bankruptcy um got a better house right away which was stupid um and eventually i had to go live with my mom again because i there was no way for me to make money um, yeah and at that time i didn't know any other ways like i know now so even yeah. the human services getting food stamps and medicaid because i literally was laid up and couldn't do anything and it just feel right like it's there to use if you need it um some people abuse it but me even being in that system was like what the fuck like yeah it, it was like a reality check but you know what's crazy is that um even before that happened you were looking up to the sky and basically saying to the universe to god you know like there has to be something else so it was like all this happened for a reason but part of that reason included you getting hit by a damn 18 wheeler truck which is crazy but for you to have the mindset that you have to look at it the way you do I, I don't know if you had that mindset at the time of it happening, but right now in hindsight is amazing to me because I know plenty of people who have horrible shit happen to them all the time and they still can't get past it and look at it um, as a blessing in some way or, or a lesson learned in some way. So, you know, kudos to you, bro, just for, for the way that you're able to shift your mindset. I appreciate that. I want to say in the moment, like when I got hit, I mean, it was scary. Right. But just all the things that ensued, like, going to work like my you know you have like it's called a labor i guess or it's like some cartilage in your hip and it was on it was about to tear so if i would have kept going to work it would have tore and i would have risked yeah. so i probably shouldn't have did that the thing i was scarce about is because i left newport news i was making way more money i took less money to go there which wasn't supposed to happen they actually five wow. dollars when i got there i was scared like if i don't go to work i don't know how long this is take i got two kids to take care of i'm a single dad how do i make it work my mom was like, you know, we'll figure it out, right? So shout out to mom. Um, Big shout out. Mom let me $10,000. I paid her back. Um, but, you know, honestly, back then my bills were high, right? Like, because I didn't yeah. know that 10K didn't last me long. Um, but, yeah, it was it was rough, man. Like, but being in survival mode, I didn't think about, uh, I didn't think about what was me. Um, it was more like, like, I got kids to take care of. How do I take care of So I would do things like, you know, about once upon a child, right? Yep. For, for those who don't know, it's a thrift store. I would literally get thrift store clothes off Craigslist, take them to Once Upon a Child, and, you know, get some clothes for the kids because they were growing, and then take money. Um, I tried to sell blood. My mom kept shutting that down. I was literally like, whatever I got to do. Um, closed my 401k, sold my sold my BMW that I had that I had bought while I was at the shipyard, which I should have probably never bought. Um, sold another car. Like, I was doing everything I could to being able to stay afloat without ask, having to ask anybody for money. And, yeah. um you know, and, and the whole time, though, I was you, learning skills. I'm sorry. Do you think a part of that was, was pride or is just like, I have to do what I have to do? I don't want to say it was. I mean, it possibly could have been, like, not prideful enough. Like, my mom, you know, if it wasn't for her, I probably would have ended up being, you know, being worse off. So, again, like, I, yeah. I, I, death. But um, I don't think it was necessarily pride. It was just, like, I, I have to figure out a way. And, of course, if I help along the way, it's great. But to rely on somebody else, like... That, you know they ain't they ain't somebody else's kids they're mine you know that's facts that's facts bro
I mean, it was either, you know, and at the time I felt like, you know, I wanted them with me. Um, and I was going to do whatever it took to have my son with me. That, that's bottom line. Yo, so a lot of people don't know this uh, who are watching it live or who watch this later. But Gerard is just a genuine, real person who's always this transparent. But even then, I appreciate your transparency because um, not all my guests are going to come on and just kind of be as open as, as you are about what their life circumstances may have been and how they kind of grew through that, um, which I think is the power of, of me interviewing people who are so dynamic uh, if they're willing to open up. So I, I just appreciate your transparency, bro. Oh, I appreciate it, man. You're actually, you know, I know we're just now getting in, but you're you're really good at this. Like, I feel like you're good with way in conversation like you have great energy so yeah like i mean I, I don't necessarily want to tell people i had a food stamp card for a few months or i had medicaid but it is what it is like yeah like, i remember the first time i was i was in some event and this guy i took him to wawa's with me and he was showing me stuff and i was like yo i got it and i pulled out my card and he looked like oh my gosh like how are you even making it you gotta i was like it's temporary man that's why i'm here right now is because that's what's going to, this is, this skill is going to help me to move forward and not need this. I don't want to have this forever. Right. But I didn't other way. So it's just being real. That, I love it. I love it. And, and, and now let's talk about how you transition from that. Um, not to who you are now, but like the process of like fully taking on entrepreneurship, the early talk about mentorship, talk about your okay. first few businesses, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, so the first thing I got into right afterwards, I remember I had surgery on the 19th of December. And uh, before Christmas, there was, uh, you know, it was real estate. Real estate was the first thing I looked at. And that's when you and I reconnected. Yep. Um, I went to an the event. background, y'all, and I said this earlier, but Gerard and I grew up together, literally same neighborhood, middle school, high school, all that type of stuff. So we've known each other, you know, 20 plus years at this point. But uh, when when he says that's when you and I reconnected, Gerard's talking about probably 10, 15 years since the last time we saw each other. All yeah. right, my bad. Oh, no, no, no. It's good. I, you, you're, you're right on point, man. You're really good at this. Like I said, it, it's making me miss doing it because I used to do this as well, and it's a different style, but you're really good, so keep doing it. Um, but essentially, what is it? Uh, flip this house. It's almost like the Robert Kiyosaki guys, but they, yep. were, they came to town, so my boy Greg um, – my son's godfather, he was like, yo, I want to get into real estate. I'm like, I got to do something. So I'm in there on crutches two days after surgery. Like, yo, I'm about to get this. And uh, went to a two-day event afterwards, and it blew my mind. And it, th that was the first introduction to marketing because real estate agents don't realize they need to market. They think they they don't, but real estate investors really know, especially guys at that level. Um, it was a 25K price tag, and I had nothing, right, other than my house and some cars, which I wasn't willing to sell at that point. And I was like, how the hell do I get into this program? It was the first time I was ever even pitched something high ticket. And my thought wasn't like not to be sold. It was like, how do I do this? Yep. And crazy enough, there was a guy, his wife was a narcoleptic. Every time I went to the bathroom, she was just asleep by the bathroom. <laughs> crazy. How does she sleep here? Not knowing. <laughs> but I ended up bumping into him uh, a little while later because they ended up calling us with a down sell, which was genius. I understand all that now. The down sell was, we'll teach you how to wholesale for 5K. We'll give you a coach. It wasn't what I thought it would be, but at the same time, it was good experience. And um, that didn't work out. But the guy who did pay the 25K, his wife was falling asleep by the bathroom. He saw me going to all these events, and he picked me up and was like, yo, work with me. It was just moving a little bit too slow. He put me in charge of marketing, 
didn't understand marketing, but I know we needed it. And um, I was just like, bro, like I'm getting opportunities, but I committed to you. So I'm not just going to stop and leave because there's money. But at the same time, like we have to have some end in sight because I have kids and I can't volunteer but for so long, make money. So eventually I stopped doing that. Um, and I got into real estate, not real estate. I got into network marketing. So I learned another skill. And Shout out to network marketing. For anyone who's never been in a network marketing organization, I don't care which brand, organization, strategy, technique, product, service you get into, it's really at, at the core about um, the uplines, their integrity, uh, whether they're going to teach you something, and whether or not you value and believe in the product or service. I'm sorry, I had to do that rant just because oh, I've been for marketing, and bro, it, it's a game changer, and it, it definitely, I think it accelerates your mindset when it comes to entrepreneurship. 100%, right? So, like, there's some companies, I mean, even for the companies and stuff, I wouldn't sell. If you get in with the right people, it's almost like you're, because you're only dealing with people at your job, and most people yep. at your job, job when you get in the network marketing there's people who are literally looking to go to the next level whether they do it or not you're moving in the same direction so i felt like it was great for me at that time it wasn't the first time i tried it but it was the first time that i went all in on it because i didn't have a job anymore so the most important thing without going into the company is the people that i met along the way and the skills i learned the biggest skill i learned was sales because um, everybody's selling regardless if they realize yep. it or not whether you, it's like the money game. Everybody's playing the game. It's just, are you really playing the game to the highest yep. level? And they put me on to that. Got me used to dealing with rejection, um, which, you know, I, you know, rejection, no one likes rejection, but if you train yourself and you train your mind, it got me really good with that. So a lot of my sales success today is based off of the things I learned in network marketing and they got me started. And then the things I picked up along the way, it just allowed me to accelerate um, in a lot of communities that I went into and people know me for sales and um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So I did that for a while um, with burning the candle at both ends, made some money, but not the money that I envisioned. Yeah. Um, but you know, to speed that up, some guys came into the company who were doing marketing. They were, they focused on Facebook, Instagram, emails, and video. And they had a thing in Vegas and I, you know, use a little bit of money. I had to go out there. I was reinvesting the money that I was getting from, various sources because i still didn't have a job then flew out there and then that was my first like real introduction into a deeper level of marketing and i took it serious so when we came back i actually started going all in on this marketing thing using it for network marketing and then yeah. eventually that in all honesty the company's not going where i wanted to go and i'm following what people are telling me and i'm not successful um I, I wanted more help but couldn't get more help and i was like you know what if I use the same mindset and skill set that I've acquired with sales and marketing, and of course, increase my marketing skill set, yep. I can literally, I'm looking at the strip, like, you know, we're, we got malls and everything. I'm like, every business here is a freaking customer because they need customers. And if I learn how to get them customers, I'll never be out of Jeez. business. Ooh, now that's a bar. That was what made me go in on marketing. And then lo and behold, mm -hmm. shout out to Gene. Um, good friend of mine now um but back then i didn't know who the hell he was he just showed up in my news feed like and i never watched ads he showed up in my news feed in the corvette with this you know attractive young lady shout out to rena and i was like damn like he's doing it and he showed me his office and i was like yo i was just thinking i need exactly what he has and then i was looking for a way to invest still not really making enough money to barely live and so what i did is i had i had another car um they tried to get me into the program. I couldn't afford it. So I literally stole their program off the internet for like 20. 
didn't want to do that. Again, I'm a guy with integrity, right? Um, in that moment, I, I was like, look, I'm going to do what I got to do to get this program so I can learn, but then I'm still going to invest with them. So I did that, and they called me, and it was like, yo, you still want the program? I was like, I got to be honest with y'all. He's like, what? It was Billy's cousin talking shit. He's a cool dude. It's like, bro, I already took that shit, man. <laughs> and he went, to, like, I don't see you in here anywhere. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm just going to tell you I took it already. But the reason why I answered the call. I found a workaround. Huh? Now nah, I'm making a joke. I said, I found a workaround. Yeah, I found a workaround, right? And honestly, I didn't want to do that. I was just in a situation, but I made a promise that I was going to use that to get successful and then I was going to invest with them. And that's exactly yeah. what I did. So I was like, look, bro, I already did it. Talk to Billy and let him know, like, I know I'm sorry for doing it, but um, I want to invest in the next program y'all do live. And they told me what the price was and I didn't have the money. So I sold my car, man. Sold the car, got the money, joined the program, and then the rest wow. was fine. So. Wow. All right. So now... Um, let's shift to talking about mentorship because I think this is like a perfect transition. So talk a little bit about uh, mentors, coaches, uh, folks who have been effective in helping you grow, those who haven't been, um, and maybe some of your biggest lessons. I think mentorship is everything. And I think the hard part about, especially for people who are quote-unquote job entrepreneurs, um, as you continue to learn to identify with that, because that's what you are, right? Like, I like your term. Some people might say it's something else. But I think that when you're coming out of something, especially if you have your job, I didn't have mine. It's the person yeah. to invest with someone who knows what you're looking to do so you can take the shortcuts. It's scary because, like I said, the first time I was pitched a high ticket was 25K and I was without job on crutches and never been pitched. And I was just, it just made sense to me to do yeah. it. I just didn't have the means and I didn't have the problem solving ability to figure out how to get those means back then. Right. Um, but I think it's important, man, because it saves you a lot of time. Saves yeah. you a right? Yeah. So I would say my first true mentor was when I did the network marketing, there was a guy in real estate that wanted to take me under his wing, but he wanted me to do project management. I mean, what is that thing called? Property management. Yeah. It didn't work, but he was going to, let me do that. And I, he had a ton of properties. I just, in my heart of hearts, knew I couldn't perform the job he needed because, one, I don't like working on shit with my hands like that. Like, yeah. I'm not handyman. But, you know, if I could have, I would have did it. Um, but when I got into network marketing, there was a guy named Don. He's the guy I bought the stuff for with my card. Yeah. I'm with me and um, teach me. So anytime I can get him alone for five minutes, I would see a boom in my business. Um, still not where I needed to be. But the thing was, was his time with me was inconsistent. And it was because he didn't, wasn't looking for me to pay him. But if I was paying him, he would have been consistent. Yep. And that's, yep. need someone that I can pay. Because I don't want to be mad with Don because he has a life. But I need someone who's going to show up every time I need him to show up. And I was determined then, I'm going to pay someone to teach me. So that way, when I need him, there. So, you know, it's funny you say that because um, now, like you said, there's way more people out here coaching, mentoring. Uh, kind of giving their price and letting you make a decision and so forth. Most people don't have the mindset or, or at, at least in my opinion, based on people that I've worked with, connected with, so forth, um, that they're going to go out and be determined to pay somebody to help them accelerate their growth. But it's ironic, right? Because we pay for college. You know, we, we pay for uh, stuff that we might want on credit, like a car, you know, that's accelerate getting the car because usually you're financing it and you're making payments. Like we do all this other stuff to get something faster. Um, but when it comes to mentorship or coaching in the areas that we really need to grow or that we believe 
we can grow. We don't necessarily do that. So talk to me about how your mindset got to the point of, of knowing that you needed to pay that early. Because this is, what, 7, 8, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, this was like, because uh, I 2012, the accident, 2013, real estate, 2014, um, network marketing. And it was just a frustration of not, because, you know, Don wasn't, he was the top guy in our area, but there was another guy to come to the area. So yeah. I went Don and him, I could rarely ever get with the other guy, but I could get with Don and Don would just, Don was a sweet dude, man. Like he knew I was struggling, but at the same time, like I wasn't, what was me out there. So every now and then he'd pat me and he'd stuff a 20 in my pocket. I'm like, what the fuck, Don? Like, I appreciate you. But again, the time was inconsistent and I just yeah. really, I need to be able to make money to pay someone to teach me. I, I don't know how the switch just happened. I just think it was the circumstance of what was going on. So, um, Still didn't have the money back then or just didn't have the mindset to create the means right because you're still limited in what you know so yeah. i think um so that way when i did get to marketing and i got the course because i know i needed some type of guidance to know how to do it i got the course and i think the a, another big part was going through a course right you're gonna have questions who the hell are you gonna ask the questions to right yeah like if you and I go through the course together, I'm asking you, but why would, how would you know? I mean, you yep. have to figure it out, but we're still like trying to figure things out. So I took that course um, from, from Billy and the team, the one that I jacked from them, unfortunately. And I had, so I, I had the skills, right? Obviously you still need time to hone your skills, but I had the skills to go and do what most people couldn't do just because I went through the course, but there were so many questions and I didn't want to, you to hire me and me not to know what to do next or not to know what to do at all. And I was just like, ah, so that's holding up my money because I have opportunities, but I'm scared to take them. I'm not the type of guy and that could be the reason I'm not making them all the money I've wanted, but I'm not going to take your money and figure it out. Yeah. Um, that just doesn't fit with who I am as a person. You know, if I know I can find someone or I have someone on my team that, that can take care of it, I'm like, word. But if I didn't, which I didn't, I'm like, nah. So, that's why I was like, I need to get in here because I need to ask this dude questions. I need him to tell me this is right or this is wrong. Because sometimes even just, let's say I did everything right. Me not knowing whether it's right or not is still a block mentally because I don't know if I did it right. Because of the lack of confirmation. Confirmation. So for him to just say, oh, man, you wrote that ad good. Like, shit, I could have spent an hour just, is this right? Is it not right? I don't have a lot of money. How do I put it out there and test it? If I'm not sure, I'm scared. Like... And I, I didn't like the way that felt. So by having someone say, yes, you're doing good, like, damn, you're doing good. And to me, I'm not doing shit, but he's telling me I'm killing it. So I'm like, all right, if he's saying that, he ain't blowing smoke, then I must be doing right. And it just built my confidence. So I feel like coaching is the know, uh, the knowledge, but just equally important, it's the confidence that you get from knowing you're taking the right steps. And if you take the wrong steps, um, that you can have someone fix it. Like, I wouldn't change my oil for a long time. Um, because, you know, or do not change my oil, but do other car related things. Yeah. I don't want to start it and fuck it up and then try to get someone to come fix it. Right. <laughs> there. But like my stepdad, he does this all the time. If I would have did it under his tutelage, I'd have been good. So that's what I used yep. to. Do. So I really feel like investing in coaching is the f it, there are no shortcuts in life. But if there is one, it's investing in coaching so that you can learn. And then the second part to that is show the fuck up. Like, I can't. Woo! invest their money and then they Ooh. don't about it because and then 
you know, you're not buying, let's say you're buying my shit. You're going to talk shit about me because I provided a service and you didn't show up and you asking for a refund. Get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> and I'm not even selling a service like that right now. Like we got some stuff coming, but I'm not even offering nothing here now. I'm talking about whatever yeah. you invest. Like, yeah. spend the money and go all in. So when yeah. I got in, this is what I did. It was a live class. It was six weeks long. Live classes every Tuesday with Billy Jean. Shout out to Billy Jean is marketing. No matter where I go in this life, man, that dude didn't have to put himself out there. And I'm forever grateful for him, right? Um, every Tuesday. So what I would do is I'd watch the training live. I would ask as many questions as I could. And then what I would do is I'd watch it. It was an hour, hour and a half. I'd watch that shit every day, two to three times a day until next Ooh. Tuesday. So when I showed up on Tuesday, I had better questions. I had embodied his energy and his flow and, 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 and some of his knowledge just by knowing what he was going to say next before he said it. I'm a shipyard worker learning how to do marketing. Two different worlds. And when I show up Tuesday, he's like, damn, you know your stuff. He ain't know I watch that shit every day. <laughs> Let's go. Talk about a gem, bro. Like what? Look, I'm really good at school. I've been in, I feel like I've been in school my whole life. Got a bunch of degrees, a waste of money, in my opinion. But um, but I never got down to the point of, of taking that level of action and commitment. And I am now, I'm saying this to you, and I'm saying to myself, I'm committed to stepping my game up on how I learn and educate myself in the spaces that I'm passionate about and or make sense for me to grow my businesses. Because, damn, every day until every, the next class? Every day. No, sometimes, you are a big. And since that thing's been over, because it's like, in his case, he gave me the playbook on how he runs ads for businesses. And that's what I base everything that I do off of. I've grown since then, right? But he's given me my foundation. There, you know, I haven't watched the whole course in its entirety in probably a year or two. But that course, I added it up because I would hire people and make them go through that. It's like 30 hours long. I've been through that course probably at least 100 times. Some of the sections in that course I've been through hundreds of times because some of the stuff in there is so important, just like... Yeah getting the understanding of what you need from somebody because everybody wants to just go run to Facebook and press buttons. There's a strategy that has to be laid down and understanding before you go. And he told me that in the class and how it became important is because I watched the same thing every day, twice a day. And he said, fuck everything else. Tech shit is tech shit. This is where people pay you. This is where the money is. And this wow. is the I don't hire out is that part. Everything else I can get everybody else to do. Right. Wow. But that's why you know, and obviously I could even make more, but that's where the skill set lies. And that's just for me, marketing, never mind what it is for whatever you guys are doing. Right. And the reason why you never did it in school, because you probably didn't like school that I didn't, I didn't like school. I just remember. Yep. 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 And try not to get my ass beat. That was it. <laughs> and try not to get my ass beat. I love it. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's fast forward to where you are now. Uh, who, who is Gerard Norman? Uh, husband, father, jobapreneur, you know, all of the above. First of all, let me give a shout out to my girl, Nabila. She was, I don't know if she's still on here. She's in Slovenia, so she's six hours ahead. She's oh, my, wow. um, at my company right now. Very, very, very sweet lady with a beautiful family. I appreciate her very much. Um, and when you have a team of people, you got to show them you appreciate them. It, it's, at the very least, you can tell them that. So, Nabila, if you're still here, I love you. I appreciate what you do for us. And uh, it's only going to get better. All right. So next. So you said family, where I'm at now? Yep. Oh, so 
I just had my five year anniversary. Married to um, my beautiful wife, you know. Um, so so grateful for her. She met me while I was on my way down, <laughs> wow. and um, I'm so happy for that, right? Because I got to meet her for who she was and who I am. And as I've been on the way up, it's like I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. So I'm so so grateful for my wife, man. She's amazing. She's beautiful, and she reminds me of those tough times because I don't remember anything being tough. Um, <clears throat> which is weird, right? It's wow. almost like quarterback that throws an interception. You got to go out on the next play and just make yep. the play. She brings me, she reels me in, man. And sometimes when we have those conversations, man, I, I, I do get a little sentimental because it's like, damn, I did all that shit. So people give yourself more credit for what you do. Um, you know, so I'm glad I have my wife and she makes sure of that. So five years with my wife, 11 years together. Um, my son just turned 12. Um, my firstborn, man. That's my guy. We're actually going to be coaching basketball again, so I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. Um, Six-month-old, actually seven-month-old daughter, so I have a daughter now. Um, I don't know, I, family's just the most important thing to me, especially the people in my house. So everything I do is for them, and uh, my job is to be in the moment and be as mindful as possible because there's so many moments I realize now with my daughter that I didn't have as clear with my son because I was – at the shipyard, I was hustling. I was working 12 hours a day. Yeah. And I spent, but the time I spend with her, compared to when I had her, him at the same age, it's I'm not going to say it's night and day like I didn't do anything, but I can just feel the difference. And sometimes that'll get me to tear up just the fact that I'm in a position where I can literally not be running off to do something and literally just stare into her eyes and try to figure out what she's trying to tell me. And she can barely talk, right? So Amazing, bro. I'm just extremely grateful, man, for the positions that I've been put in and the people I have around me and great people like yourself, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, like you said, we, we known each other for a long time and haven't talked, but the fact that we reconnected and you're, you're a great father, you're a great husband. You're just a great person. You've always been that way. And that's what made it easy to reconnect with you. Cause I'm like, this dude's always been like, you, you were one of the coolest people I ever met. I think we first met playing basketball together. We were like yep. 11. Yeah. And the way you were now you've grown as a man, but how you treat people and how you are as a person you're the same guy with growth, right? So, um, yeah. and I protect myself from hanging out with people, but I would never cut myself off from you because you're just the real deal, man. Man, look, y'all, just so you know, I did not pay Gerard to say any of that because I think the same way about him. I think um, in general, when you find people who just have a uh, a soul that is good, uh, you want to stay connected to them. So I was super excited when we reconnected. Um, shoot, that was in our early 30s, I think. Uh, late 20s, early 30s. Um, and then just being able to stay reconnected in general, because um, as we get older, uh, our relationships become just more and more important. Everyone thinks it's about stuff and, uh, you know, making a certain amount of money. And a lot of times it's about our experiences. We just don't realize it. Most of us until after the fact. But, uh, bro, I appreciate you, too. Um, lastly, the way that we close out the interview is just to ask our guests, what is a job entrepreneur to you? I think you put it down perfectly, man. I think it's someone who has a position, right? You you worked a job, you done what you what you were told to do, majority of us, and go you know go to school, or maybe you didn't, but get a good job and make as much money. But I think a when you turn into a job entrepreneur, I think at that point it's when you realize that even if you like what you do, that's not going to be the thing that gives you total freedom, right? So you start putting things in action, you start sacrificing time outside of work to make sure that that work thing you're doing is optional. I love it. I love it. Bars! Gerard Messi, I told y'all this is going to be fire. All right. 
Uh, anything else you'd like to share? Any brands you'd like to shout out? Anything like that? The team's going to edit this. We'll get it on uh, YouTube, uh, iTunes, and Spotify. Um, I would say, I, I guess, quick shout outs. I mean, obviously, I shout you out. Um, as far as like brands, I would say like for myself, because as a marketer, it's like I do the worst job of promoting myself, but that is changing, right? Because I spend so much time helping other people make money that I don't put as much effort into my own thing. So I am changing that. So yeah. um, a few companies, one of them is Gerard Marketing, Return Stranger than the customers using paid social media ads. So if you want a course on how to do that, it's basically taking a lot of things that Billy has taught me and what I learned locally and simplifying it. Um, you know, hit me up, right? Um, I also have another company called Operation Firehouse. Shout out to my coach and my boy, Miha. I keep calling him my coach, man. He's my, you know, he's always going to be my coach because I'm always a student, but him and I are business partners now. And we have people who are owner operators who are overworked in their business, working too many hours. We help put systems in place that allows them to get their freedom back and fall back in love with the business because you'll because I, I ended up hating my marketing company because all the time I put in. So I hired this guy to come in and help me put systems in place that allow me the freedom I want in, in the process. And I became really close friends. So now we help businesses around the world do that. That's our house. Um, and then, oh, last but not least, I got I have a store, but I haven't promoted it yet. But my brand Bulletproof Mindset. Yeah. People seem to like it. So um, if you're interested, and in, uh, I do have a Shopify store. It's been up for months. I just haven't – I want to do, like, an official release, but I've just been too busy. Um, but if you're interested in ordering something, man, hit me up. I'm about to do an order because I've had so many people hitting me up. And then um, as in the new year, I'm going to actually put a promotional plan together with my marketing skills. And I'm going to launch it, man, because wherever I go in the world and anybody who wears it, my friends always tell me, man, why aren't you selling it? Why aren't you selling it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's, that that needs to stop. I need to put it's myself. Times, That's all I got. That's all I got. So yeah, the marketing company, bulletproof mindset. Um, man, I think uh, you have a bulletproof mindset. I know you have. I don't want to think you have a bulletproof yeah. mindset. And all that means is that you're willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish your goal, no matter if you fail or not, right? And I probably should clean that up. But that's all it means to me. Like no matter what, the only person that can stop me is the man in the mirror. You know, and Ooh. obviously. We do stop ourselves, right? Because we're the only ones that get in our way, but there's a strength in knowing that. So the only guy that can stop you is the, is the guy in the mirror and, or the gal in the mirror. And as long as you don't allow that, it doesn't matter if I was trying to sell you my services. If you don't buy them, it's cool. Somebody else will. That's the mindset to have and just keep moving forward. You got to take a step back here and there, but it's only to move forward. So I'll leave it, it at that. I'll leave it at that. I love it. Well, Gerard, I appreciate you, my brother. Uh, can't wait for this episode to get dropped. Um, and we definitely got to get together in person at some point soon and reconnect. Oh, well, one last thing I wanted to do, and I'm sorry, I usually do this is in the, in the, in the chat, right? I usually read the chat while I'm doing these. So, uh, one true story. I appreciate it. I can't remember what you do the fire and the laughing for, but you've been active on here. I appreciate you, my man, supporting me, but more importantly, supporting Andrew, cause he's a dope human being. Um, Drew is growing the fro. I, last time I seen your hair was low. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, deba I'm debating keeping that. Uh, Kai, what's up? I'm just focused. Thanks for joining. Glitz, what's up? Um, DJ Ten Tangria, what's up? I already said what's up to Nabula. Erica, thank you. Ola, 20 one of my VAs. Huh? He's off right now, and he's jumping on to shout out his boss. So I appreciate you, DJ. Um, you are awesome. My first VA. My bad, DJ. I made it so hard for you, brother, but you're persistent. <laughs>
escape resistance. That's a bulletproof mindset. <laughs> Ola, 2024, I appreciate it. I, I'm not sure at what point you said that, but um, I'm just glad that I can speak something that helps folks. Official Rob, thank you. And Marlo Hutchinson, what's up? What's up? So, yeah, that's it, man. I usually shout people out during during the live thing, but your, your conversation is so good, man. I forgot other people was watching. Hey, that, that that's what it's about, my brother. And, I, again, I appreciate you. We're definitely going to connect soon. Hopefully next weekend we can get together and um, get some shots up. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, definitely, man. Appreciate you. And tell the family I said hello, and let's, let's do it. Yes, sir. All right, Gerard. Peace. I got to say this. Like, subscribe, share, forward, whatever other social media stuff you say. To let Easy Money Drew and the crew know that you support, you understand, you get it, and you're learning. We appreciate you. Cut to that. Hey there, it's Easy Money Drew, Mr. Jabba Panora, and I'm super excited because you stayed till the end, which means you love the content that we're putting out, and I don't want you to miss a thing. So please, please, please hit that subscribe button so that I can make sure I get you more content that is all about highlighting job entrepreneurs, growth, impact, and finding your potential, passion, and purpose all while you grow to live your best life. Holla at your boy. Thank you for watching. Browse. That's a sound. Popping in.